We're doing something special. We're breaking some rules. Mark Drumheller sticking around for another segment with us, Yahoo Sportsbook. And, of course, he's a BetQL family member as well. So he's it's part of both, which is good because, you know, we've done the college basketball thing. But I also know you're a Philly guy. I know this, your Sixers look pretty good right now. And this guy, Ryan Horvath, sitting next to me, that took Joel Embiid for MVP, and it looked crazy. It looked like it was never going to happen for a while. You're like, oh, Jokic, finally going to get three, three yeah. in a row. We're going to get – oh, wait a minute. Things have changed. Now, Joel Embiid is the favorite to win the MVP. Can he hold on to this at this point? Because the Nuggets are falling and the Sixers continue to rise. It's starting to look really, really good for Embiid. Yeah, it is a drastic change. You know, to, And to be honest, I didn't have much confidence. Ryan's more confident than I was because yeah. I just saw the way the end of the season would play out, you know, for the Sixers. And to me, it's like I, I would just, like, wrap and beat up now, hold him off to the playoffs. Like, we got to stay healthy. We got to win this title. And that's really been the main question with Embiid. But, um, you know, listen, they're playing great. He's playing great. And now we're kind of seeing the narrative shift to where it was always like, hey, you know, uh, you know, Jochik is just going to, you know, win his third straight. He has all the numbers. But, you know, I think, you know, when they played Denver, um, you know, and Embiid had that, you know, great performance against the Nuggets, I, I think that held a lot of weight, like kind of stuck in, in the back of people's mind. And as we've seen him kind of continue to dominate night after night, um, it's starting to build a lot of momentum. Now, you know, listen, you know, voters are – you know, these markets are tough because we're just kind of like trying to bet on what we think people's opinions are going to be, right? You know, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think that Embiid is definitely, you know, worthy of the award, um, but that's not always how it goes. You know, it's kind of tough. But I do think, you know, when we look at these two players side by side, having Jochik win three in a row without Embiid not winning any, just on the surface doesn't feel right, right? It doesn't feel fair. Like, Embiid's that dominant. And especially, it's a second year where he's primarily been healthy. We know he got banged up last year in the playoffs, but he's been primarily healthy. So, um, you know, obviously from Philadelphia, I'm hoping he wins the award. Um, but I, I'm just as surprised as I think anyone else in seeing the market kind of shift this way towards the end of mm -hmm. the year because I thought that the Sixers would be, you know, much more focused on limiting his minutes, kind of getting him ready for the playoffs, that sort of thing. Do you think there's any uh... – would you, would you play the Sixers at all? Because I look in the East, man. Like, we continue to talk about the West, and it's just a big guessing game because is Kevin Durant going to be healthy? But in the East right now, the Bucks were the first to 50 wins. Giannis is the best player. Chris Middleton's finally healthy. But then you try to make the case for any other team. In Boston, everybody was hyping them up. They were the overwhelming favorites to win it all year. And right now, they just don't look very good. And Philadelphia is hot. Embiid looks like the MVP of the league. Also, Harden looks really good. I love Maxi. Do you think there's any... Is there is it worth maybe playing a little Philly right now? Like the 76ers are 11 to 1 to win it all, plus 475 to come out of the East. Yeah, I, I you know, being from Philly is kind of like a double edged sword. It's okay right? to be a little homer. <laughs> you know, we're we're, we're, we're homer, so passionate. Well, it's like I want to be a homer and I want to be like, yeah, but I've seen this team, you and know, look Rivers. so good and just collapse in the playoffs. Right. And, you know, yeah. and. And just it just doesn't happen, you know. Embiid starts getting injured, the team doesn't rally around them. Like a lot of people forget last year. Like, you know, listen, I know Embiid was hurt, you know, like banged up his face or whatnot, but the team did not rally around him. Like they kind of quit around him. You know, even like guys like Maxi were lethargic on the court in that Heat series. I personally was very, very disappointed in how that rolled out, and I can't get that out of my mind right now it, it, to a point to where I could back them. I like them better in Boston at 150. Like, I, I think the Sixers at, you know, 475 is much better than Boston at 150. But, you know, if you had to ask me right now, you know, I'd probably still play the Bucs 
um, at 150. I think they're clearly the best team as long as Giannis can stay healthy. I think they have the best chance to come out of the East. But, uh, you know, I like what we're seeing out of the Sixers. I, w- I would love to see them do it, but I just, you know, year after year, it's like that second round of the playoffs has been like a brick wall. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see. Like Harden, you know, has been good this season. You know, can he do it in the postseason when it really matters? That's been a knock on him his whole career. So um, I'm optimistic that that's a yes, but being from Philly, I have those Harden roots to where, like, I have to <laughs> yeah. see it to believe it. It's fair. At least in the Eastern Conference, though, I feel like we've got – it used to be two teams. I'm I'm a little worried about the Celtics right now. The The Bucks feel like – because they haven't really been healthy anyway. Now Chris Middleton's been back. We watched what they did in Sacramento the other night, which, is, again, as I keep trying to tell people, that exposed Sacramento. The Kings are a fun story. They're not a championship team. They might win a playoff series if it's a great matchup. But, like, the Bucks showed us what a championship team looks like. They've already won. They won a couple years ago, so I get that. So, like, it's okay to be confident in them. But then I look at the Western Conference, Mark, and I'm going, who do I trust? Like, we've talked up the Warriors. I bet the Warriors to win it all just because the West is wide open. And then the Nuggets have the best record in the West. And now they're plummeting. And you got Sacramento climbing. And Memphis is in complete disarray. And if the Suns get healthy, Kevin Durant back, I think that's a championship-caliber team. Who is Who, if anybody, do you have confidence in in the Western Conference right now? Yeah, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, you know, and nobody wants to yes. hear that because he's not has a bit healthy, and it's can you trust him? And and but I would rather go down with the ship, trusting Kevin Durant than trusting any of these other teams. But you know, like so many years in the NBA and in the playoffs, it's really going to depend on matchups and how the seating unfolds. You know, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but you know, when you look at a team like Denver that is you know, so different at home than they are on the road. You know, where their seeds kind of falls and, and what teams have to kind of travel to them, um, I think is going to make a big difference in this one. But, you know, listen, as long as Kevin Durant is, you know, still projected to come back for the playoffs, um, I'm going to be on Phoenix. I just think, you know, once he comes back, that team's absolutely stacked. And, you know, he's still one of the best players in the league. So um, they're probably the team out of anyone I would trust here. Even if it's a short number, plus 240, I think it's a better bet than some of the others. Talking to Mark Drumheller, Yahoo Sportsbook, and, of course, host of BetQLU in the action, which is a long, you got a long, busy day tomorrow. That's for sure. This is when uh, this is when things <laughs> yeah, get crazy. Do. This is like your Super Bowl. But, you know, look, you can do college hoops. You can do in the NBA, in the NFL. Let, we haven't even had a chance to jump to that yet. And, you know, we've obviously got a form, now former Packers fan, I guess, sitting next to me. Now he's a J- Jets fan. E- this T- is Ryan. This S- is Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> this is all he's been doing, Mark, and he's 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 the out of control. Jets. He's a Jets fan now. He, he's he's completely just renouncing his rights to the Packers, which is ridiculous. You, as you know, as a sports fan, you're supposed to suffer. That's part of the process of being a sports fan. No, I'm Mark. a DC sports fan. Like we suffer when you look at Aaron Rodgers eventually being in the AFC with the Jets. Like it's going to happen. They'll figure this out. As I'm sure it'll drag on. We were trying to figure out like where do the Jets actually land in the pecking order in the AFC. Not number one. You're 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 just out of your mind right now. Put put down the rum, all right? Put down the rum and stop being Don't crazy. Get HR in here. <laughs> I mean, you, you got I mean, you got the Bengals and Joe Burrow. You still have Josh Allen and the and the Bills. I understand that they've they haven't even come close to the expectations that they've set on themselves yet this year. And you've got Kansas City. I feel like it you really have to look at the team or teams that you think in the AFC that made the playoffs last year won't make the playoffs this year. I just, I find it hard, as good as that young Jets team is, even adding Aaron Rodgers, like, I'm not putting them, definitely not one or two, maybe not even third or fourth, and, like, maybe the sixth or seventh team in the AFC. Stop. 
I think you're being a little harsh. Uh, you know, Thanks, like Mark. when the Super Bowl ended, we did a video for Yahoo, and uh, you know, we we each took a, a long shot team, a team that we thought could get back there. I took the Eagles, obviously. You know, being a Philadelphia fan, I think they're going to continue to be on top. And then we took a long shot. My long shot was the Jets at twenty-five to one for this reason. I thought they would end up with either Rodgers or possibly Lamar. And you know that, that if there's any team to go to that's turnkey like it, it's probably the Jets like the defense is solid they have great young players you know Garrett Wilson's going to be an absolute stud they got Brees Hall so I think as long as he doesn't go in there and mess it up like that's what the Jets need they just need someone who's not going to crash the car right you know Zach Wilson was crashing the car all over the place uh, but Aaron Rodgers if he comes in there and just you know works with what he has like I don't like that they're bringing in all these Packers guys you know Randall Cobb and mm-hmm. Alan Lazard and all that they don't need that they got plenty of Winners. players there um I think they can make some noise like I, I'm a little concerned about Buffalo I know you brought them up you know Josh Allen uh you know whatever's going on with the elbow you know no treatment in the offseason I guess no nothing like I guess he's fine but just him and like the frustration with Stefan Diggs you know their inability to kind of get the job done you know with all the talent they have really kind of concerned me this year um I thought that they you know they might actually be missing their window and you know frustrations might start to boil up over there in Buffalo so um I think the AFC East is open for the Jets um you know with Rodgers if he doesn't go in there and go crazy and start tinkering with everything. You know, that's the kind of challenge when you bring in a big-name player like that. We saw Denver do it all wrong last year with Russell Wilson, right? They bring him in, they give him the keys, they let him do all the stuff, they give him his office, and it's a complete disaster, right? We don't want to see that here with the Jets. But, listen, I have the Chiefs kind of in a tier on their own, and then I have, you know, Burrow and the Bengals probably hanging on to that tier, you know, if not right below it. And then I think there's a little bit of a gap. And I think, you know, in that next tier, I think the Jets are definitely um, one of those teams. Love it. Mark, uh, obviously, you know, we're all uh, in on college basketball right now, March Madness, but UFC 286 coming up. Anything that you like? Yeah, it's a tough card from a handicapping perspective, to be honest. I'm going to be on Usman. I'm probably going to play Usman by decision. Um, I think it's a fascinating fight, right? Because, like, you know, you look at Edwards now fighting in London in front of the home crowd, right? You know, and and he's excited. And he's a guy who really, you know, was kind of slighted in his way up the ranks. You know, it was always like getting passed for people for title shots. Then he gets his opportunity, gets dominated for four rounds, and then boom, the head kick hurt around the world, right? Knocks out Kamar Usman, and all of a sudden he's the welterweight champion. Now he gets the rematch, and it's funny because the betting market is coming in towards Edwards. Like, they're, you know, citing the fact that he's fighting at home and that, you know, the win is going to give him more confidence, and, you know, Usman's another year older. But to me, like, I've watched these two guys fight twice now, once for three rounds, once for five rounds, and Usman has dominated all eight rounds until that final, you know, minute um, when he got knocked out. And that that's kind of fighting. But I think we saw that, um, you know, with George St. Pierre, right? George St. Pierre is a guy who got knocked out by Matt Sarah, one of the biggest upsets in MMA history. And he comes back and responds um, being, you know, leaning much more in his wrestling, you know, being much more conservative and safer in the octagon and still being just as dominant. I think we could see the same thing out of Kamara Usman here. Um, I think, you know, we're going to in a kind of like fight where he comes in where probably a little more focused on, you know, his defensive striking um, and, you know, getting the fight to the ground where he has less exposure to damage. Um, I think, you know, Usman by decision, you can get it at even money. Um, I think that's a solid play. Man, John Jones, I feel like there wasn't easier money. I know, I know it got steamed yep. to like minus 185, 
I don't even know when this fight's going to take place, but are we just rolling back against Stipe? Like, can anybody beat John Jones? Like, I love these prices we're getting for him right now. I know he took a couple of years off there and he was going through some stuff and he's a heavyweight now, but is he the greatest of all time? I think he is. Yeah. I mean, you know, and listen, people are going to say, oh, you know, he got popped for Pete, so he can't be the greatest yeah. of all time or whatnot. But listen, I've never seen anything like it. And it's like, you know, you look at, they were, you know, talking about Volkanowski because he moved up to 155, fought Makachev and, you know, almost beat him, lost the decision. And they're like, oh, wow, is he, you know, the, the number one pound for pound fighter? You know, Volkanowski went up 10 pounds. John Jones went up from 205 to heavyweight, 60 pounds, and, you know, wipes the floor with, you know, Cyril Gaon in, like, 30 seconds and chokes him out. Um, this is a guy who's never really lost. His one loss was a DQ to Matt Hamill because he was, you know, elbowing his face into oblivion, you know, and, you know, he ended up getting a DQ because um, he was hitting him on the side of the head or whatnot, the 12 to 6 elbows. But, um, you know, I, I haven't seen anyone dominate like him. This is a guy who's, you know, I think he was 23 years old when he beat Shogun Hua, you know, to win the title um, and completely, like, mopped the floor with him. And I think when people looked at John Jones, you know, in those last few fights before he moved up to heavyweight, um, he wasn't that impressive. But I think it's just a matter of him not being challenged. And now that we're seeing him challenged again, you know, we're seeing a whole new John Jones with a whole new determination. You know, the scary thing about Jones is, is his legacy is so important to him because he has so many things outside of the cage that are chaos that that's like the one thing that's pure that we can't take away from him so i think we're gonna see him focused again against miocic and i'm just gonna run it back man i'm not betting against bones jones for sure got about 90 seconds here uh once the panthers traded up for the first pick in the nfl draft we are bouncing around with sports with you by the way and i love that we can do this it's this is the best part cj yeah, stroud's it, now man. the heavy cj stroud's now the heavy favorite to be the number one overall pick I mean, we're talking about Bryce Young for a long time. Ryan and I both said, like, I, I like C.J. Stroud. The, the guy's got the size and showed that he can also be a really good quarterback in the NFL. Do you think the Panthers eventually go with C.J. Stroud? How do you think the quarterback situation is going to shape out uh, within the NFL draft? Yeah, I got a plus 400 ticket mm. for C.J. Stroud being oh, the number one pick. You. So uh, that's where I'm going. So I, we, we hit it right before the trade um, went off. But, yeah, I think he's the guy. I just think that, you know, right or wrong, the NFL really values the prototypical body type for the quarterback. And I think that really hurts Bryce Young here. When you look at the intangibles and everything, Young's a stud. But C.J. Stroud, he has the body type. And that, you know, his playoff performance told me a lot. So I think they like C.J. Stroud there at one. Mark John Heller, Yahoo Sportsbook, bet QLU in the action tomorrow. It all starts at noon, and that's when the games start. Man, it is going to be a busy, busy day for you. Enjoy what, again, is pretty much your Super Bowl when it comes to college sports. I'll be listening. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh